Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 129 of Death Readers, the podcast where Rob and I share our thoughts and notes with each other on the books we're reading for the first time. If this is your first time listening, we suggest reading Red Dragon by Thomas Harris from chapter 12 through chapter 16 before listening to this episode. That way you too can follow along. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? It's been so long. It's been a while. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, well, let's just do a show, I guess. Um, well, okay, so if you're listening in real time and wondering why you're, I mean, I, semi-favorite reading podcast. Uh, Say your favorite. I'm just going to lean into it. <sighs> Clearly, your favorite. I don't want to podcast. expect that of anyone. Don't you feel like? I'm, I'm not going to expect it. I'm going to demand it. I feel like if we if we presume that our podcast is any of our listeners' favorite episode or podcast, they will like they'll feel like we're coming on too strong. Like let me put it this way: it'd be like if somebody if somebody like liked a tweet or something, and then we were like, "Oh, just hey, hi, uh, how are you? Do you like us?" It'd be just like that. We shouldn't. There's do a that. world of difference here. Here's the, here's the thing that you don't understand. You know what listeners like most in listening in hosts confidence. He's going to have confidence, baby. And that's what I've got. I've got that sweet microphone confidence. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I do not know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, confidence intimidates me. So, you know, you must be right. Did you see what I did there? Did no. You see what I, I, I agreed with you. I'm not familiar with the sensation, so I don't... <laughs> We've been, uh, if you're listening in real time, we've been gone a while because uh, the holidays happened and people came to visit and we were like, well, we got to spend time with those people. They're, they're a rarity. They're a, a hot commodity. They're not around all that often. We got to, they're a delicacy. We have to enjoy them, savor them. Mm. So we did that for a while. And then there was just another couple weeks where like Rob wouldn't return my calls and he was like, you know, called all the time. He was like, new podcast. Who this? And I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> don't don't do that. Um, and and so we're 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 finally getting back to you. Now the funny part is, I've given all this preamble. <laughs> this is the best part. I've given all this preamble. Hey, listener, shh. Don't tell Rob. That we haven't published the last episode yet. So all this preamble's fucking worthless because you've all, like, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be like lickety split from the last episode. I'm okay. If we're talking in parentheses, uh, I know that we haven't published it yet because you haven't given me your notes on it. Listen, my point is this is unnecessary. (laughs) This, all this should have happened last episode. (laughs) And, and the people who are listening, they're going to be like, well, that's that's weird. Why are they talking about that? Here's the best part. Last episode, here's a note for you. We talk about how time's a flat circle, not linear. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe this is perfect. Maybe this is exactly what someone, some whence needed or n- needs. Well, uh, if this isn't esoteric or cerebrally or, you know, juvenilely cerebral enough for you, we could just start the show. In parentheses. Let's go. All right. <laughs> hey, Rob. Wh- yeah. Where does that, where's that bring us? <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 12. 
Summary. In this chapter, Will interviews the Jacoby's surviving son and a parolee with a knife in a bar. Will seems to have eliminated them as suspects. That's all you got? That's literally, I mean, that's what happens in, there's this, there's this weird part where this happens in the 70s? This book, like early, early 80s, I think. So Will goes to a college and there's a bunch of high college students smoking pot and flushing pot when he's around and it's just like, you know, it feels. The pot makes them paranoid. Yeah, but it feels like a pastiche. Like, it feels like, like. Maybe it makes more sense when if you lived through the 70s, but it, it definitely feels like all the media I've ever consumed about the 70s really wants me to believe that marijuana was in open use all the time. I feel like I feel like media has kind of curved that way since things like, you know, the Stoned Age and what's that one everyone liked? Dazed and Confused. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, and all the Cheech and Chongs. I, I feel like that's sort of like a objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are look meatloaf just died okay what does that have to do with anything he's got that song objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are is that the name of the song yeah wow that's weird she used her body just like a bandage she used my body just like a wound i'll never know where she disappeared but i can still see her rising out of the back seat now like an angel rising up from the tomb Okay. Objects in the rearview mirror. That was so great. Um, the uh... <laughs> Robert Robert Patrick was in that video. Okay. Not a not the meatloaf cast. Well, I think meatloaf was in it too. Those that's back when Michael Bay directed all the meatloaf videos. This is still happening. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is happening. Um. <laughs> Uh, my, so, I chapter think, 12. Yeah, so chapter 12, <laughs> this seems like there's a lot of pot smoked in the 70s. Message received, Tom. So, is there anything you want to say about chapter 12? No, I, I don't. No, I, I want to talk about the hateful snake. The hateful snake. Yeah. All right, I don't know See? what that means. Speaking of snakes, remember I made that comment? That's probably cut out because it was before our intro. Serpent. Serpent. Uh, the hateful snake is the bar that Will goes to. Ah, Okay. I just liked I, I I I I this scene has always stuck with me from like the first time I read this book. I would even think about Knife Fighter's Mange and like think it was a thing. I, I have no idea if it is. Um, it's yeah. It no, it's funny. You, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I have no idea if it's a thing either. But oh, okay. I instantly knew what he was talking about. Like I it, the 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 idea of just even even if he's the first person to coin that term, I knew exactly what he meant, and that was really impressive. It was, and then how scared he gets. Um, I like how self-aware Graham is at being angry that the guy scared him. Mm-hmm. I like the instant inmate sincerity as soon as that uh, rough guy realizes uh, yeah. Graham is law enforcement. He's just like, "I'm sorry, sir." Yeah, it's just, it's just a very well done scene. Yeah, and then so I was wondering because I I know that you remember this scene very well from a week ago with this minor character. Is Niall's constant use of mother instead of mom supposed to evoke overbearing Mrs. Bates-style imagery? Mother wouldn't have it. Or is it just old-fashioned writing? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, you picked up on a couple things that I wouldn't have picked up on in this book, like in terms of that, like the part about Lecter talking in the uh, present tense always. Mm-hmm. He's always doing oh, something. Oh, described in the present tense. Des- excuse me, described in the present tense. He's always doing something as opposed to 
have done or will right. do. It's always active. Um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe there is something there. It's, it's possible. And then my only other note here was uh, we find out what the symbol carved into the tree is. Red dragon. That is, it is, among other things, the Mahjong tile red dragon, which Did, I always I always look this up every time. I look it up, and I go back and forth, and I see that they're not identical. They're clearly not identical, but it's really similar to the greatest American hero emblem. Oh, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. You know, I found this, that note about the Mahjong symbol to be really interesting as, like, a piece of a puzzle, mm-hmm. because I... I don't know if you noticed this, but that's the title of the book. It is. But if it's related to this guy, I don't know. What's it all mean, man? Because they're looking at this piece like, I don't, is this a corner piece? They don't even know if it's a corner piece. What is this book becoming? (gasps) Tell you what, I bet if the cops had this book, they'd they'd, uh, (laughs) they'd catch that guy a lot quicker. Yeah, because they tell you what his name is, like, chapters ago. Right, um, you know where he works. Anyways, that's yeah. all I got for that chapter. Yeah, I got I got nothing for, for that one. Well, okay, well, what's next, Rob? Chapter 13. Summary. Chilton discovers the note the Tooth Fairy sent to Lecter. Crawford rushed the note to his crime lab to get what they can from it before Lecter discovers it's missing. The note suggests the Tooth Fairy wishes to correspond with Lecter. Uh, that's it. Uh, what? Do You're gesturing. Notes? Oh no, no notes. No notes. Mm-mm. There's. So there's. There. <laughs> I, wow. I was. I was writing furiously all these different se- uh, selections from the book that I just was enchanted with, but I tried to pare them down so I wasn't just reading the book for the whole podcast. Nice. I did really like Crawford. Fisher of Men was watching his cork move against the current. Yeah, I. Okay, fair enough. I I I I am I have not been writing down all my notes about how it how it's used in, in the show. Like the stuff about Will being a fisherman and the difference between a fisherman and a hunter. Um um well, but there's also that, you know, that quote from the Bible, make you fishers of men, and I don't think this is how the Bible and, you know, I'm unfamiliar with that quote from the Bible. Uh, it's it's something Jesus said at some point I don't he was know. like i'll make you fishers of men but should i teach you to fish for men or should i just give you guys a bunch of fish i honestly How... don't know if that's the same story guess or what here's a bunch of fish uh, <laughs> and then the only other note i had in this chapter was introduction of beverly cats beverly cats saying the very thing we said we saw her say in the show gotcha when she was gotcha dusting the uh that i think was actually garrett jacob hobbs who was dusting the for the pipe fittings that will mentions later but oh in, in the yes. show yes, she was discovering yes. the pipe fittings which is will's story here right and she's doing something else but they've combined it for the show but it is hi beverly it's cool to see you yeah that's it that's all i've got no if this is a the the well this chapter and the next chapter are they kind of run together hmm and it's all about this note. And it was kind of, it's kind of fun, like, to read them, like, panicking and, like, rushing and being like, we've got two hours to do all this work. And just knowing how long it takes to do completely different work that is requires computers and all this other shit and how long that fucking takes. I mean, I got to imagine it's quite a task to do. A lot of anxiety. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting to read. And, like, I loved was, all this good. procedural shit. Yeah. I don't know if some people would find this boring, but this is fascinating to me. Oh, I stuff. do. But I don't like procedural stuff as much as you do. True. 
Speaking of which, there's a certain Christmas gift you need to watch. I got you Bird of the Crystal Plumage. Oh, right. See, I haven't watched that because I offered to bring it out to watch at my uh, in-law's house. Oh, yeah. My, my mother-in-law was apparently in a date pre-my father-in-law took her to see that movie in the th- in the cinema as a romantic time. And her uh, response was, absolutely not. Can you bring that movie out to watch? And I was like, okay. So <laughs> the vehemence of her reaction was not unlike that of any time a clockwork orange is mentioned around her. So well, I haven't okay. got to it yet. To be fair to her and you, I didn't buy you a movie about rape. No, no, no. I okay. no, no. I know, but but there's there's an intensity. It feels yeah. like that this movie has. Sure. Uh, yeah. I would if I mean I you can't when somebody has a kind of visceral reaction like that you can't expect them to, you know, get over it with logic. But like, part of the charm of that movie is how quaint it is, like how antiquated a lot of the stuff in it is. Not the violence is never antiquated, but like, it, it's sort of disarmed by some of the silliness of the police technology at the time. It is an Italian. It is, and you you might be able to watch it in Italian. Oh, I, th- I believe that's how it's... I no. I, yes. Well, yeah, but those Italian filmmakers, they... they that's uh, true. They just shot it without sound half the time. Exactly. So, M-O-S. Mit out sound. <laughs> oh, very, very good. Jolly, jolly, jolly good. It's just what it's called, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they. Uh, so even if they, even if it, it, it didn't, it, all of it's going to be dubbed, no matter which language you watch it in. So it doesn't matter. Point is, but there's still an original dub. Yes, and and original <laughs> voice actors, and um. But the point of bringing that up is it's a proceed, it's a police procedure movie, and I know you, I know that you well, like shit. that, I'm and I know that, that you thing. like. How do you think? How do you like that? I'm going to watch it. You better. Um, I also know that you like. Uh, I, I wonder did that did that kind of sidetrack everyone? Sorry, if 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 the birds with the crystal plumage sidetrack wasn't enough, how about this one? Was was uh, Red Dragon your first like grip of uh, be, be feeling like you you yourself and your interests were in the grip of a whodunit kind of story, like the police procedural kind of story? Probably not, because remember it was Silence of the Lambs first for me. Right. Okay. But I've always loved, like, murder mysteries, Clue. Right. And even before Clue, I really loved, it's very Clue, or it's proto-Clue-esque. Um, God, what was that movie called? Scooby-Doo. The, the Private Eyes with Don Knotts and Tim Conway. Okay. Big, you know, murder house mystery with creatures and hidden room, or hidden passages and shit. But yeah, I've, I've just always loved those. Anything... I, I know manner mystery and procedural are different, but they have they're kind of in that same grouping. Well, in the terms and of like the, it, they're all they're both mysteries. That that's the crux and the the drive of the film. It's like a whodunit isn't the same as a police procedural necessarily. I loved Sherlock Hemlock on Saturday on, on Sesame Street. Right. Anyway, okay, cool. Uh, but in that vein, Bird of the Crystal Plumage. Uh, yeah, watch it. Uh, I shall. I think you'll like it. Anyway, oh. um. Yeah, I, I, I don't I didn't hate that stuff in in this chapter or the police procedural stuff in this chapter or the next one, but because because it wasn't just that it was also like it wasn't just okay we got to rush this over to the lab and see what it has to say and then you wait a couple beats and then the lab comes back it was like 
We've got to do all that, but also here's an opportunity to set a trap for the Tooth Fairy, and we can use Lecter as bait, and that's the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's the part where it takes an extra level of like these are things happening all at once, and that adds this level of intensity and stress that I find very interesting. I mean, I I always find, get stressed from that because I I don't know if it's ever answered, but no, just knowing how smart Lecter is described in later books, um. The thought that they didn't get something just right, putting a cell back together. I, I always, I'm like, is he gonna know? Well, is or, he gonna figure or, it out? Or if like he knows, if he knew that they would find it, like, oh yeah, like that that element of like, it, it, it was that a trap? Right. But like Annie Wilkes with the uh, the penguin, uh, who knows what what he's paying attention to? Right. So that's the basically the end of that chapter is it just sort of ends in the middle of this this uh, part of the book. So let's just continue that part with chapter 14. So summary of chapter 14 is more investigation into the note the Tooth Fairy sent Lecter. We learn Lecter sent a corresponding letter to the Tooth Fairy by way of the classifieds in the Tatler. Lecter's message is apparently coded. Will and the FBI's finest couldn't figure it out before the Tatler hit the pit presses. They opt to let Lecter's letter see publication in the hopes it activates the Tooth Fairy and makes him get sloppy. Do you have any notes? I have one note. It's the very last paragraph of the chapter. I will say, even though it is not as exciting as the other two, we now meet Brian Zeller, so our triumvirate is complete. He's not... He's the other guy who's, who's not Scott. No, Scott Thompson's Jimmy Price. We know Beverly Katz. And Brian Zeller is the, uh, he's like, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you shave? You're working in a professional office. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. But, yeah, that's fun. I, I really enjoy um, the book showing how much info the FBI can get just out of a little bit of right. information. And it's always staggering that to me that people try to plan crimes and murders because it's like, you're going to miss something. These guys are really good at their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I mean, the a, heist, a heist movie is fun, but to be fair, you are judging on, that based on a fictional, fictional cops. Sure, I am, but this doesn't seem um, outlandish. This Maybe seems. I, I feel writing. like Thomas Harris was in there interviewing agents and cops, and like, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? And trying to get some essence of that into the book. It feels to me. I, I, I feel like there's some truth there. I don't want to encourage bad behavior, but I will challenge your uh, interpretation of why do people try to plan crimes? Because okay. uh, let me let me tell you, man, there's a lot of crimes that are just committed. <laughs> and, <laughs> that, I, that's why I chose my words carefully. I well, was trying to exclude the heat of the <clears throat> moment crimes. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying even like people get away. The problem is what hap- here's what happens. People get greedy. They can't handle getting away once. They want to get into the groove. They want to mm. keep doing it. So what happens is they keep doing a thing, and then these smart people or luck ends up putting them in a position where they make a mistake, and they get caught because of that. So, like, like that's one of the things that's so shitty about serial killers is, like, if they get into the, a pattern then you're basically like it's a the pattern itself is the breadcrumb trail so then the or or like notes and shit sure 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 is then like you just look back at it and say like oh 
super easy to figure out what went wrong here because it's the same guy. And we have all this other data. Like we can match these bite marks and shit like that. The reason they didn't, they weren't able to catch the Zodiac killer uh, before he died or like even like, do we know he's dead? I thought he could still be out there. Well, I think they well, Zodiac is not the I'll be gone of the dark killer. I know. Okay. Uh, recently within the last uh, year, I think there was a big news story that some amateur, uh, the cryptographer. S- yeah. They, they found or, or decipherists. I don't know what you call them, but um, they cracked the code for one of his, mo- his last letters. And one of, one of his letters, but not, there's still like two others. I thought. Sure. But they, they figured that because of this letter, they can kind of identify who he was. Oh, see, I didn't and, know. I didn't hear that. And the guy up. who they think it was, uh, apparently his son has been really like out vocal about, I kind of think my dad was a Zodiac killer. <laughs> and oh. like, um, so they, uh, the thing that I, the point I was trying to make though, is that in the thing that took the letter so long to crack was this fucking guy was really bad at spelling. <laughs> and so he would spell words in his, he would have his cipher correct. But he would spell words incorrectly. And so these people who were reading it would go, I don't get it. This is all jumbled nonsense because if this letter means this, then that other letter must mean that. And they're like, yeah, if the person makes no mistakes. But, like, there's some sort of, like, beautiful brilliance in that. Like, if it wasn't for his inability to spell correctly, maybe it was deliberate. Kind of sounds like it wasn't. Then this guy may have been caught way earlier. And, I see, that's what I mean. But, like, that's such a stupid thing to miss. Uh, but it also makes, it makes total sense. Um, so like, it's kind of like, now. I'm kinda, <laughs> you gotta watch Bird of the Crystal Plumage first, but I know, I know the, uh, the, uh, the thing that's crazy about that is like, it's like a kind of coming around to agreeing with, with what you're saying is that why do people try to plan crimes when, when the best people that get away with the worst crimes or the, the people who get away with the worst crimes, cause they're not the best, but you right. know what I mean? Those people, the people who are most successful with getting away with the worst crimes, oftentimes just dumb luck. Just total fucked up. I can't believe that worked for you. Kind of luck. Anyway, do you have any more notes in this chapter? Uh, last one. Um, Will Graham, you wrote the standard monograph on determining time of death by insect activity. That's another line from the show, or that would be put in the show. It was given to Beverly Cats, but I'm just saying. There it is again. There's something in her throat. Was that some sort of seed pod? No, sir. That's a book cocoon. Yep. <laughs> My note is on the very last paragraph. Okay. Uh, because I thought the very last paragraph was fucking weird. Hmm. I'm gonna read it to you. Read it. Uh, to actually, me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me explain to you this the 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 situation. They've already agreed that this last couple pages take place at the Tattler's printing press. Okay. And there's an FBI agent there already somehow. Mm-hmm. And he's like waiting at the presses and he grabs a copy and like keeps it or something of the, the copy that has Lecter's uh, letter printed in the classifieds. And, and so he grabs this copy and it says mm. here, it says here, the agent checked to see that Lecter's personal ad was in place and slipped the paper into an express pouch for Washington. He would see that paper again and remember his thumb smudge on the front page, but, but it would be years later when he took his children through the special exhibits on a tour of FBI headquarters. Yeah. And I, my, my thought was, uh, was just sort of super strange because it suggests 
a lot of strange things like not only does the FBI agent survive these events, so, so it's a sense saying he's not important. Right. But eventually, at some time in the future, this case is so high profile that this specific individual piece of evidence or uh, just this issue of the Tatler is so important and so integral that it's part of an exhibit on display in FBI headquarters. Yeah. And it's just a very, it's, it's, it's one of the few times he's taken or Thomas Harris has taken us out of like present and basically looked in the future and said, heads up. I'm omniscient. Here's what happens. Sure. Um, Stephen King does this a lot with characters lives. It's very annoying. It's super annoying. Well, he'll be like, that was the last time he saw her alive. And you're like, well, I know she's going to die now. Yeah. Um, this, I feel like, I feel like this is one of those Thomas Harris devices where he tries to flesh it out in some way. It doesn't quite land because I, I remember I had to read this twice. Like what's going on? I, I think I get what he's trying to do, but yeah, it was clunky. It's just, it's just an odd departure from the rest of, I mean, we're halfway through the book. It's About. it's I'm at 38% right there. Okay. It's a very odd departure for me, like from, from the rest of everything we've done so far, mm-hmm. uh, that it's that's why it was worth noting absolutely one could say noteworthy no uh do you have any more notes in this chapter i don't advance us good sir chapter 15 summary the code is cracked hannibal has told the tooth fairy where will lives in florida and encouraged the novice murderer to kill them all molly and willie are brought up to crawford's safe house in dc will must come clean about his past to his stepson willie and teaches Molly how to shoot a gun. I like this chapter. Oh, yeah? Did you not? I, I, I honestly feel like this chunk of the book was kind of slow. Really? Interesting. Yeah, like stuff happens, but it's not like the last one. I mean, um, first of all, it opens with the code being cracked and realizing, oh, shit, maybe we shouldn't have let it run because yikes. Yeah, pretty yikes. <laughs> uh, I really like how Crawford handles scared Will. Yeah. On the phone. Um, just knowing everything's like, don't hang up. I've already got shit covered. Nope. Don't fucking hang up. Yeah. Um, there was a line here. I, I think did I highlight it. Cause it's just another one of those Thomas Harris about Will's dad, how, how he, how he died. Hmm. Um, he got a tryout with the Cardinals and hit safely in his first two games. Then he began having difficulty swallowing. The surgeon tried to get it all, but it metastasized and ate him up. I'm like, that was really well done. Right. Told us everything without literally having to spell it out. Right. I, I, it was great. Yeah. Um, and then we get all of the uh, arc of season one in a page and a half. What do you mean? Uh, him dealing with Garrett Jacob Hobbs. The mom coming out stabbed. Oh, yeah, Tim yeah, trying yeah. to cut his daughter. How he found the pipe fitting. Uh, the fact that he left his resume, oddly. It's just, it's just like, ba-bam. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm very impressed with all that. Well, um, you mean more impressed with uh, Brian Fuller, right? Like Yes, yes. Very, very impressed with Brian Fuller. Yes, yes, yes. But still, it's very impressive that Tom Harris right was able direction. to encapsulate the TV show uh, <laughs> in a page and a half some 25 years before it was ever created. Thomas Harris, you fucking genius. My God. It's astounding. And I'm going to say, this has this chapter has the, what I consider the Will Graham thesis statement. Which is? 
uh, and I believe it's in every iteration of this, uh, killing somebody, even if you have to do it, it feels bad. It's one of the ugliest things in the world. Yeah. And that's why he's different than Hannibal. Right. And it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's nice. Yeah. I, I still hate Willie's name. Sure. And that's, it's tricky. I get that. Um, I'd also, but I also, but I did like the, the sequence with Willie and Will where they kind of have their sort of confrontation and it felt very like respectful, but also like, you know, each person is standing sort of in their power, like being like, yeah, this is, this is where I, I have to say these things or I have to, or he's like, well, I, I have to tell you, this is my answer. Kind of like just that it felt very, uh, like, like I said, respectful and, and reasonable. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it seemed like such a ripe opportunity for unnecessary dramatics that a sure. less skilled writer may have indulged in like as like a soap opera star or, sure. or, or reality TV bullshit. Like any opportunity for someone to have been slighted is cause for eruption. And this was just two people just exchanging information that needed to be exchanged and then being okay with it. But I also really like there's a line in there where, Will talks uh, in, in in it's this way that Thomas Harris has of describing Will's ability. Mm-hmm. I find really interesting where he he just sort of will add these asides that is like Will's observations about someone, and you, you just learn a lot about that person because I guess Will is never wrong, but like with Willie, Will's observation was that he liked to get Will things, but only if he was already doing it. <laughs> Like only if, if, if like an example he gave was like, if Willie was already going to the kitchen, he would ask Will if he wanted a soda, but I we don't think that's quite what he was saying. Oh, he wasn't. I thought it was, he wanted to make it look like he was doing that anyway. He didn't want Will to necessarily know I'm getting you a thing. It's like, no big deal. Oh no, no, oh, no. Oh yeah. That's sorry. That's what kind of what I mean. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, he, cause he's using it as like social leverage and yes. thinks he can get away with it if, as if, I mean, it's odd cause it's like, it's not really something to, I, I don't see why it would be getting away with it so much, except that will can observe it that way. I don't even think if it's getting away with it's, it's, I want to, I want to do something nice and bring us closer, but I don't want Cause you know, I'm toxic masculinity of the seventies is when I'm growing up. I can't cop to having nice feelings. So just, you know, whatever. I'm just going to the kitchen. Get you Coke. Um, I turned the page and found a highlight that I had highlighted for myself a long time ago. And it made me laugh out loud and I had to read it to my wife. Uh, when you feel strain, keep your mouth shut if you can. Wow. <laughs> and she's like, do you need to highlight that again? And I'm like, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> Do you need to underline it? <laughs> it's it's something that would definitely help me out if I can remember <laughs> to do it. Um, last, I, I can't say it's last, but it's last show note I remember writing. We have one more chapter, so I don't I mean. But it's show note, show note, not not our show. Brian Fuller show. Oh oh no. Okay. Sorry sorry my my mistake. Yes last last Brian Fuller show note that I can remember. Uh, Graham uses the Weaver stance, which again Beverly Katz comments on. Grammys is the Weaver stance when he's shooting. Oh, he's shooting at Graham the target. She comes in. She's we- like, "Oh, you use Weaver stance, right?" This book, right? They took. They. Really I'm not. I'm not a psycho who watched that show too much. It's perfectly normal. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I watched. I watched an episode while I was having dinner tonight. 
Nice. What, what episode? I didn't pick it deliberately. I picked it based on like feeling. Sure. Like I was like, I was like, I don't want to watch anything in, in season one because that might be too close to what we're doing now, or there might be too much stuff in there that feels like th- this book. Sure. I didn't do the end of season two. That absolutely that is absolutely this story, right? The end of season three is the end of the story. Okay, well, I definitely didn't do that. Okay. Um. But uh, I picked a middle of season two episode. Okay. And it was, it turned out to be the episode with the beast. Uh, uh. And uh, which I know, I think we had referenced in the first episode of this show of this season of, right. of, of death readers. But I, uh, which wasn't intentional. It was just like, it was like, yeah, it's right about here where I want to be. Like, I don't want to watch the intro, the recap episodes or, like the the ones that really like finish the show, I want that middle of the road. Like sure. we're still having the experience of the show, uh, and arcs and such. And so I picked that one, and it's it's a good like it's a good episode in general. But it also is like a good example of like a lot of the themes that the show worked on, whether or not those things that the the book works on, like the idea of. So they there's a moment in there where they take uh, where Will goes to talk to a guy who helped them stop another murder. The guy who was like putting people inside the horse or something. Do you right. remember that guy? Yeah. The, the, um, the guy with the scar and the like, yes, yes. The, 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 the mental problems. Yes. And, yes. and they caught the guy who was in the street three stooges movie. Right. Um, I just forget that's him. I know he's got a big Greek name. I don't remember. Yeah. What it's it like is, Gia, Gianapopoulos or something like that. Um, uh, so yeah, it's you're, so the guy with the scar, yeah. They go to talk to him and will ask because the bite marks they get off of the the victims that they're investigating come from a bear and a wolf. It, they note, and so Will takes this guy and he goes like, "Can you identify which bite is which?" And the guy is twitchy and he says, "Like bear, wolf." And then Will says, "Well, do these animals normally hunt together?" And the guy goes, "No." But then he says, "He says, but you know, you could train a." them to hunt together and he's like you know you could train a bear to think it's a wolf and you could train a wolf to think it's a bear he goes you know given enough time uh i could train you to be a wolf and it was it was just that thing where like maybe i'm dumb but it feels like when you're when you watch that show the first time you don't necessarily understand oh i i think i wouldn't have caught it either the the metaphor there sure of like that you like it's so subtle but also so i mean i think it's subtle but it's also kind of brilliant like when you watch it and you're like oh he this is that thing this is the thing hannibal's doing this is the thing at this point in the show i think will has suspicions about right because this is this is also the episode where they meet uh where he meets margo margo he meets margo right okay and they have that conversation about like what advice did dr Electra give you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's like he told me to if i if i should uh if at first you don't succeed try try again <laughs> like in terms of murdering my brother and then and then and then she says like will do you think he would give you the same advice considering you tried to kill him and will goes i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe he would um, he hasn't missing all the great crazy eyes <laughs> um so yeah, that's a it's, a it's a great episode. It's another one of those episodes that they don't have enough episodes, I think, where they reference how many dogs Will has, but this one does. Um, anyway, we don't have to talk about the show forever. Um, sorry, everyone. 
I mean, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm expressing confidence. Uh, there you go. Suck it up, listener. There this it is. This is a treat for you uh, to hear uh, us I think talk I just, about I felt our anything. download spike. Uh, we, we talk about how... We could talk about watching paint dry, and you would love it, and you would sub our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. I hope this is working. Uh, Doing great. So proud. <clears throat> I'm, I'm stern. <laughs> well, I have okay. no more notes. Okay, cool. Let's move on to chapter sixteen. Summary. Will and Crawford set up a sting to catch the Tooth Fairy when he calls Crawford's office, but unfortunately, it's not the actual Tooth Fairy who keeps calling. It's actually Freddie Lowndes. The rest of the chapter is a primer on who Lowndes is and what path his career took. I have no notes. That's, that's no it. notes? I got nothing. I don't, I mean... I don't... Let, me, let me tell you the note I got here. The note I got is I was very excited because... This totally got me again. I totally forgot about the Freddie Lounge bait and switch mm. and really thought he was talking to uh, Dollar Hyde until about the time when you hear the cop catching somebody. I'm like, that's not right. Oh, it's Lounge. Right. 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 And I, I, I was very, I very much enjoyed that. And it was a fun thing. Um, and then the only other bit was another Thomas Harris description I really enjoyed. Lowndes was lumpy and ugly and small. He had buck teeth, and his rat eyes had the sheen of spit on asphalt. Man, this guy could hurl some insults. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's pretty intense. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Um, I mean, it's it's fine. I'm not... I mean, I said it wasn't that interesting. I don't remember what I said exactly, but it, it's not that there's anything wrong with these chapters. It's just that, like, it did feel a lot... Just a lot of, like middle middle of the story stuff uh-huh um and and you know after after the the previous couple of chapters where you have all those hannibal interactions and and there's just so much there that i don't know i kind of liked it i think there's a new word alert What? By two parade. High temporary? <laughs> no. Uh, vituperate. Okay, yeah, no, I don't know it. Alright, it's a verb that means to berate or censure severely or abusively. Vituperate. To use harsh condemnatory language. Alright, there's that one. Drek. Drek? Drek. I've only ever heard it used slangily, but it kind of means like trash or hot, like hogwash. Like, what is this dreck you're spouting? Is that right? Yep. Well, the definition here just, it just says trash comma rubbish. Oh, okay. It doesn't even explain like how it might be used. Yeah. It just says trash or rubbish. Rubbish trash. Yeah, because it you're I like the way you said it. I had even forgot you could use the word trash there, where you're just like, oh, that's bullshit. Oh, that's dreck. But you're right. It feels like something uh, Vernon Dursley would say. Hmm. I don't even remember where I got it. Uh, but there it is. 
All right. Well, you have anything else to say? Talk about? I, I, I don't. Other than I look forward to continuing this book because I really enjoy this book. Well, then you'll enjoy reading through chapters 17 through 26. Do not read 27. Yeah, you don't have to say it every time. I, I feel I'm like well I do. Aware. I feel like I do. I know how things work. Okay. That's a that seems like a hearty amount of chapters, but I guess I'm guessing they're smaller. Well, I think it's a. Uh... It's almost nine chapters. This last one was only like five. It's, it's about seventy pages. Sure, sure, sure. So, and I think that was what the last section was also. I will say that these chapters go a lot quicker than certain other books by R.A. Salvatore. <laughs> yeah, the last chapter, well, the last section we read was uh, seventy pages. So, I'm not. Look, I'm not trying to come at you, brah. I think there were a couple chapters in the last one that were very thick, and you may have just not realized it. Hey, who knows? Anyway, 17 through 26 uh, is what you can expect from us in Death Readers episode 130, which is next time. All right, well, uh, do you have anything else? Last, Last chance, last call, anything else? Nothing at all. All right, well, I don't either. I've tried. Oh, I do have one thing. Oh, thank God. I don't. <laughs> ah, shit. All right. I was just waiting. All right, fine. Whatever. I'm well, I believe that was Death Readers. So I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. Yeah, I remember and, that. And I was just... Good God, man. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about how uh, you did that once and you threw a die in your wife's face? Because that was amazing. You have not told me that story. Regale me with that. Mm, one time you Are were... Are you recording now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. One time you were showing off and you were all like, look at my dexterity and my finger nimbless. And then you threw a die and it went smack dab in the middle of your That's wife's face. That's not true. That's in not front true. Of Everyone. That's not what happened. And we all stood there that in is silence. A lie. No. And we no. were like, mm, I threw the die do up. You say anything? I, th- I threw it up and I was going to catch it, cartoon Scrooge McDuck style, like, and I got it. And when I went to cra- catch it, I didn't close my hand and I just smacked it into her face, volleyball style. So it was way harder than if I just thrown it. Or, or like a, a ping pong paddle. It was, it was a lot like that. I feel like there was more force, but sure. I guess, I guess, I guess the same force of a ping pong paddle, but, but, but more force that than the ball would have because the ball is light and airy. I would have just gone. Puck! The best part about face. that story is that, like, I feel like oftentimes the person who's injured has the tendency to feel bad and feel embarrassed. Mm. Mm. But I really hope that in that circumstance, she had the wherewithal to go. Oh no. He's the one who should be embarrassed. He'll get his. He 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 should feel this. No. No, I I feel it, and I, the 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 shame I mostly felt was the one you already mentioned, where every where it just got silent and everyone just looked at me, and I was like, "Well, I did that." <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's no, uh, there's no dancing out of that one. I've got three witnesses, and they're all gonna have to disappear. Well, you've done a great job so far.
I don't, I'm not going to say when I'm going to enact my plan. We're recording this. <laughs> I know. Now I have to go out after everyone who's listened to this, too. Well, that's a short list. My but kill list bump. is full. <laughs> Damn. Um, oh, Optimism and pessimism in the same moment. It's like matter and antimatter. It is. That's why we get so much thrust. I'm doing a whole lot of not thinking before I talk tonight. Oh, good. That Oh, so good for us. <laughs> so glad we're recording on one of those nights. Well, here we go. Again. Welcome to... Whoop, whoop, on our own. Oops. Going down the only oh. road we've ever known. Oops. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. fine. No, no, no. No, no. You, uh, no more 80s pop ballads. Mm -hmm. Let's start. Okay. For real. <laughs> you sure? Thanks yeah. for permission. Okay. Welcome oh, to fuck. Death Readers. Oh, fuck. You fuck. Look. Look. You fuck. As long as I hit my mark, it doesn't matter if I'm talking through you because they're two yeah, different tracks. I hear you out. and I try to think, is he talking to me? Is he saying something valuable? I'm sorry, my shoulder is just doing this weird thing lately. I know it a, needs to pop. I know a guy who will rub it out for you, uh, even if you don't want it. I don't need anybody to rub me out. Well, now that you're Italian. See? Welcome to Go Death ahead. Readers. I'm Doug. <laughs> Fuck you! You said <laughs> talk through it! And you will read it, well, and you, you can cut you out, you can rub yeah, you out like a works, fish. But it doesn't work if I'm laughing. All right, go ahead. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Line. Okay. If this is your first time listening, we suggest reading Red Dragon from chapters... Thir uh, sorry, excuse me. Red Dragon from the chapter... By who? <clears throat> Red Dragon by Thomas Harris from chapters 12 through chapters... Ah! I can do this. Red Dragon. Oh, I'm not even going to look at you. Speaking of which, there's a certain Christmas gift you need to watch. Ghost Dog? Way of the mm, Samurai? No, that wasn't a Christmas gift. Black Top Highway? Mm, no, yeah, but no. Here's a hint. Okay. It was a gift this year. <laughs> yeah. My heart's I not just, broken. Says my mind's just totally fine. That's all. It's totally fine. No feelings <laughs> of hurt me at all. The spot. No, I don't no, know any of the gifts no, I got. No, I don't know. Sure? Of course not. I don't. I don't know. Why <laughs> would you? All of them must have been shit. No, I got you. Bird of the Crystal Plumage. Oh right. Dude, what are you doing? Why? Why cannot this wait? Sorry, I, was, I, I thought it was going to happen so quickly. You just you're banging around. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's so great. I just wanted to. So don't worry about it. Don't do. Don't you worry about it. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. Vituperate. To berate? Stop vituperating me. I'm not. I'm okay. Fine. 